I'm Samantha Sharis. And I'm Mary Margaret Olihan. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, May 17th. Here are today's headlines. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, signed numerous bills today to protect Florida's children from permanent mutilating surgical procedures, gender identity politics in schools, and attending sexually explicit adult performances, according to the governor's office. One of those bills is SB 254, which relates to treatments for sex reassignment. The bill is part of the Let Kids Be Kids bill package, according to the governor's office. In a statement, DeSantis said, Florida is proud to lead the way in standing up for our children. As the world goes mad, Florida represents a refuge of sanity and a citadel of normalcy. Other bills in the package include HB 1069, which protects students from having to declare their pronouns in school, HB 1438, which protects children from sexually explicit performances in all venues, HB 1521, which ensures that Florida's bathrooms, changing rooms, and locker rooms are safe places for women, and HB 225, which also reorganizes the Florida High School School Athletic Association Board of Directors to 13 members instead of the current 16 members, according to the governor's office. Commissioner of Education Manny Diaz Jr. said in a statement, Thank you, Governor Ron DeSantis, for continuing to implement legislation to keep our students safe and our schools focused on education, not indoctrination. The Supreme Court has allowed an assault weapons ban to temporarily take effect in Illinois. The Protect Illinois Communities Act was passed on January 10th. It prohibits the manufacture, delivery, sale, purchase, or possession of large-capacity ammunition feeding devices. Fox News reports that Wednesday's ruling will enable the law to remain in effect while lower courts deliberate on its constitutional status. Amy Swearer, a senior legal fellow here at the Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Signal, The Supreme Court today merely allowed the law to go into effect while the various legal challenges to it work their way through the lower courts. While it's disappointing that the law will go into effect, it's not particularly unusual for the Supreme Court to decline to intervene at such an early stage in litigation. Swearer also said, This current Supreme Court seems primed and willing to vindicate the Second Amendment if the lower courts fail to do so. The wait can seem like an eternity, particularly for residents whose rights are currently being undermined. But this is far from the final word, and there is plenty of reason to believe that this ultimately ends with a Supreme Court victory. We will keep you updated as this story develops. Former President Donald Trump is claiming that the Democrats and the Biden administration is already engaging in election interference for the 2024 cycle. As we recall, Special Counsel John Durham, in a widely anticipated report Monday, condemned the Justice Department and the FBI for their conduct in the Russian collusion investigation of Donald Trump. Durham's investigation looked at the origins of Crossfire Hurricane, the name of the FBI probe of whether Trump or his 2016 presidential campaign colluded with Russians to win the election. In a Truth Social post, Trump said, was being framed by the FBI and the DOJ. Now it continues with the boxes hoax, the perfect phone call in Atlanta, the Manhattan DA, and the New York State AG scam. What a group, but all report to the DOJ in Washington. The president also said it's James Comey and the sleazebags all over again, 
They are playing election interference in 2024 through illegal law enforcement against Republicans, in particular your favorite president, me. These are cheating lowlifes, but we will win. Our country is going to hell. The president called on congressional Republicans in April to defund both the Justice Department and the FBI. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris met with congressional leaders at the White House on Tuesday to discuss raising the debt ceiling as the United States inches closer to a potential default on the national debt in the coming weeks. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said after the meeting that it is possible to get a deal by the end of the week and that it's not that difficult to get an agreement. McCarthy was joined at the White House by his fellow congressional leaders, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries of New York, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. The House of Representatives on April 26 passed the Limit Save Grow Act of 2023, which aims to limit federal spending, save taxpayer dollars, and grow the economy. The legislation passed 217 to 215 in the House, but did not get a single vote from any Democrat. Biden departed for Japan on Wednesday to attend the Group of Seven Summit. However, he will return earlier than that planned date due to the debt ceiling talks. The president was supposed to travel to both Australia and Papua New Guinea. Before departing on Wednesday, Biden said, I'm confident that we'll get the agreement on the budget that America will not default and every leader in the room understands the consequences if we fail to pay our bills. And it would be catastrophic for the American economy and the American people if we didn't pay our bills. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Adam Josephic. He is the co-founder and president of the Forge Leadership Network. You definitely don't want to miss that, so make sure you tune in tomorrow. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.